Latoya. What's her name? It's Latoya. Ha 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 ha. Latoya. It's Latoya. Yes. Y'all know. Every time I do it, it's like. I need to become like a rapper or something, right? Maybe? No? Okay. Um, it just excites me, y'all. I just love it. And I always love that little intro. It's so cute to me. But hey, guys. Welcome to the Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings. And we are on a quest. We are on a quest, y'all, to get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. Um, if this is your first time... I'm so happy y'all came here to listen to this podcast. This is a podcast about mental health and wellness. I try to tackle all things mental health, whether it's anxiety, depression, loneliness, suicidal thoughts, um, OCD, PTSD, all those things that um, are under that umbrella of mental health. I try to tackle those things and find answers for you guys, find people to answer those questions for you guys. Um, so this is really what this podcast has been about since I've started it. I've been on a journey to heal my anxiety and I think I'm getting there. I'm in recovery mode and I'm just out here grinding and I'm out here just trying to live my best life. So that's what this podcast is about. And I welcome you guys. If this is not your first time and y'all been sticking it out with your girl in these streets, I am so happy you came back. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who has um, been posting nice words um, and and rating and subscribing to the podcast because you know that really helps me out. And if y'all haven't, please get out there, guys. I'm on Spotify now. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google Play. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on SoundCloud. Um, and I'm trying to think of another, oh, iTunes, oh no, tune in. That's what it's called. Tune in. So guys, please, if you, um, listen on those platforms, please just subscribe. I done said please a thousand times. I'm sorry. But if you can just subscribe, rate, and leave a comment, I would really appreciate it. That helps me out in the long run um, to keep building a community to bring you all the information that I can so that we can live our best lives, right? So thank you so much. And shout out to whomever left the comment on um, iTunes and called me an anxiety auntie. Um, That made me smile from ear to ear. I'm so happy that even the younger folks are out here listening. Um, and y'all getting your lives and y'all learning how to deal with anxiety and and y'all learning how to recover. I love it. And I am now officially an anxiety auntie y'all. Like, how about that? I'm, I'm the auntie, I'm the auntie out here and I'm just going to wear that crown. I'm happy about that. So listen, um, I have some new things coming up. Um, I have a lot of plans for 2019 and I really hope that you guys will go to my website. It's theanaloggirl.com and sign up for my email list if you haven't already. Um, <clears throat> I know I've been asking guys, people to do that lately um, and you haven't seen, no, you did, you did get one email. Okay. I'm not harassing y'all, um, but I just really do need y'all to sign up for the email so that when the announcements comes for comes for all the uh, new shit I got coming out for 2019, you will be in a note and you will be the first to know. So please, please, please um, get out there and um, sign up for that email list. Okay. And that's the analoggirl.com. If you have any questions, if you have any show ideas, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you know someone who should be a guest on the show, please email me. It's info, I-N-F-O at analoggirlpodcast.com. That's info at I, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's info, I-N-F-O at analoggirlpodcast.com. Guys, I'm a little tired. Okay. Um, I woke up dumb early to record this 
trying not to be late posting. I'm going to be late anyway. So please, I'm probably chipping up on my words. Forgive me. Uh, if you haven't already, you can follow me on Instagram at the dot analog girl. Um, and on Twitter, I am the underscore analog girl, but I mentioned Instagram because I'm starting to do a weekly Wednesday morning anxiety check-in. Um, and I posted on my Instagram story and I share um, what my anxiety check-in is for the week and how we can finish up the week strong, um, knowing what our, um, status is as far as our anxiety levels or our depression levels or what have you. So I hope you guys can get involved and, you know, we can just make this a whole community of us all checking in. Up next, I have, um, a special show. I'm just so happy. Um, this guest that came on the show this week, her name is Fran or Francesca. A lot of you guys know her as Hey Fran. Hey, I'm just going to tell y'all Fran is just some, uh, she's just, she is Zen the fuck out. You hear me? Like she ain't nothing phasing Fran. Fran is just a walking piece of peace, like peace, P-E-A-C-E. She's just a walking body of peace. Like nothing phases her. When she talks to you, um, it's like a white light just comes zooming out of her mouth and it just warms your whole body. Like when she fluffs her hair, it's like, I feel like fairy dust comes out of it. When she fluffs her hair, it's like a mixture of, maybe it's a mixture of fairy dust and like glitter. So anytime she like fluffs her hair, you know, girls with the nice, cute little curly hair, you know, I don't, I don't, I never had that opportunity to have that kind of hair, but she's got that like fluffy curly hair. And when she fluffs it, woo! all of this glitter and this fairy dust comes out and then it just comes on you and it just blesses you. Okay. She's just, she's just a yummy, yummy woman across the, this all across the board. She's just super yummy. I love her. Um, we have a great conversation, um, today in the anxiety zone about manifestation. And, um, you know, I feel like this is a really, if you haven't listened to any other episode, this is one that you need to listen to because manifesting is what's going to help you live your best life. And Fran, um, talks about what really works for her as far as manifesting. And some of us believe that we should be doing affirmations and we should be thinking positive and, um, we should be writing shit down and all of this. And Fran, um, just, it's one simple, one simple tool that she does, um, that, um, helps her to manifest whatever it is that she would like in life. And, um, and it's not affirmations. <laughs> it's not writing shit down. So I think that, um, listening to Fran, you might pick up some, some new ways, um, to get your entire life. It's a very informative conversation and I urge you to listen all the way through. Fran also joined me for my anxiety check-in. So let's just get into how my week was and what's going on with me. It's anxiety check-in time. Let's do it. Yes. So how are you, friend? I'm actually really good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm happy that you're here yeah. in my humble abode. My little you're beautiful. St- my little studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's stunning, you guys. Like Thank I you. wish y'all could see it. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's yummy. I I'm like taking it. Taking notes. On yeah. What I'm stealing. Gotta put you on to Anthony Dunning. He did it. He's the Great. best. Yeah. So, uh. Anxiety check-in, what we do here mm-hmm. on the Analog Girls. We just check in. We talk about our week, what has been going on. Usually mine is rough. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's some bullshit. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. So how was your week? My week has been 
pretty calm. I and intentionally calm. Intentionally, I was telling you yeah. earlier that I, you know, I came off of a really beautiful but busy year mm-hmm. doing three tours. Mm-hmm. One of them, which I was, you know, completely in charge of, which was new for me and the a lot of work. Tour. Yeah, activation tour. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. So usually when you finish, when you come off of such a strong year, um, people will say, well, you know, you need to keep up the momentum. What's the next year going to be? You need mm-hmm. to keep it. And I just, I don't work that way. I felt like it was a strong year and now I have to rest. You mm-hmm. know, like my mm-hmm. uh, body was telling me, you got to recalibrate. It's not even about like jumping into the next thing. It's mm-hmm. now it's like, let's uh, take some time to breathe mm-hmm. and make sure your body's okay. Cause I was traveling. I did over a hundred thousand miles yeah. in one year, you yeah. know, like that's hard on your back. So I've been like focused on my spinal health, um, redoing my apartment. Cause my apartment was a disaster after all this touring. Mm-hmm. Like I had stuff everywhere, boxes everywhere. So I'm clearing stuff out, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, getting things back in order. And mm-hmm. for me, like once I feel calm, and rested and recalibrated I feel like that opens my mind up to actually be able to think yeah and create Honestly. room yeah because for me I, it's easy for me to stay on autopilot mm-hmm. especially when <laughs> yeah when you grow in a household where everyone's like work 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 and yeah. stress is kind of like the normal frequency of the mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. it's easy to fall into that and think that that's your comfort zone yeah but now yeah. I know that it's not and so I'm very quick to intentionally make space when I need it and we even took a month off from the friend zone oh so yeah oh, yeah you guys were back you came back last week or we came before. back last week yeah it was last week yes okay so and sometimes you do have to take breaks do you give your friends breaks too yeah you <laughs> shut your friends down <laughs> Everyone knows me. I have this thing I call the blackout. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not the blackout. It's a blackout. I literally tell people, I love you. This has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to hear from me for a while. It's nothing personal. But I need to spend time with myself. My mom knows it. My friends know it. And I literally just tune the world out. I don't want to hear nobody's opinion. I don't want to hear my opinion. I don't want to hear music. I don't want to see the TV. My brain literally needs to just like shut up for mm-hmm. like a week. Mm-hmm. And that is so crucial to my mental health. I think I need to do that because like there's certain friends that I have that we be on the phone two, three <laughs> times a day. No, and then sometimes right. I'm like okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then there's times I'll be like, he gonna call me again. You know what I mean? Like my friend Jermaine will talk, you know, two, three times a day. And then there's times like he's still in that want to talk mode. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I just don't want to do this. But then right. I answer anyway because I feel obligated. Right. So I think I need to get to that point where I'm like, you know what? Blackout. Yeah, it's a blackout. And everyone <laughs> blackout <knows>. time. <laughs> and I, sometimes I don't even wait, you know, for the top of the year or the end of the year. It might be a weekend where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm having a blackout weekend, y'all. And everyone kind of knows. And it's cool. Yeah, for sure. So you're off now. You're back. Well, I'm not off technically. I like just made I pushed all my projects to spring Mm -hmm. so that I would have January and February and like I guess half of March to just 
think about what I want to do next. Mm -hmm, Because I want to make sure that what I'm doing is what I feel like doing and not just like what everyone around me expects me to do. Exactly. I have to keep keep that boundary very clear. I think that that's very important. I don't think that I keep that boundary clear at all. Mm. uh, so for me, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Tell us about well, you. actually I normally, and I never, I'll be always forgetting it when I have a guest. Now guys, I'm so sorry. I hope y'all anxiety levels <laughs> are low to non-existent. And if they're not, you have to remember to breathe. We always do deep breathing exercises. Oh really? Yeah. So, so cute, right? So we'll do like a cute, if you, um, are, if your anxiety levels are a little frazzled, um, you know, to always remember to do your deep breathing exercises. I learned one that's like a four count. So you breathe in on the four count, breathe out on the four count, and then you hold on the four count and then do it again and over and over. Supposedly, that's supposed to like reduce your stress. Yeah, those work. Um, I mm-hmm. love breathing ratios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you guys are feeling any kind of anxiousness uh, right now, always remember to do your breathing while you're listening to me. Sweet. So um, my week has been, well, okay. Well, I'm on my cycle. So I just got off mine. I know enough said. It's trash. <laughs> it's trash. So people know, you know, I be always talking about the Japanese flag. You know what I'm saying? Every time I get up, oh I'm like, God. okay. Like, <laughs> I'm always concerned. Like, sorry to the analog daddies that listen. Y'all know I be going through the motions. Um, but you know, I'm on my cycle, but normally I feel like really flighty and real off. Um, but I haven't felt like that, but it's been interesting. Um, because I think I had a, like a major release this week. Um, I don't, I haven't talked to my father in like three years, him and I, yeah, we had a real bad falling out. Oh man. And, um, nothing that I did on my part, it was definitely all on him. And it was very much, um, a sort of abandonment type Mm. thing that went on. So welcome to the club, (laughs) girl, daddy issues like a motherfucker. So, um, he ended up, no, I saw him at church. Um, I went to go visit my mom at church and I saw him and he approached me and he was like, you know, um, he wanted to talk. Mm. So I was doing all I could not at that moment to one, break down into these tears like a little girl and two, not punch him in the face at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, cool. So we exchanged numbers, you know, and we met and we had dinner and we talked and I was able to spew everything out. And since then, I was just like, I'm feeling good. Like I had a job interview. I felt different. Like Mm -hmm. there was like a weight that was lifted. You know what I mean? And I just was like, I'm grateful because some people don't, are not able to get closure or at least, um, get what they have on their chest off to the person that's caused the trauma in their life. Yeah. And I was just super grateful for that. So that was my week. That's a great week. It was. (laughs) And I was just like, you did this, you did that. (laughs) And then you said this and you said that and I was just going off. How did he receive it? Um uh he was he was receptive and he was like he was apologetic too. But there was things where I wanted answers and he didn't have the answers to it. Right. You know what I mean? So it was just like, so why did you do like why did you say this to me? Why were you so hurtful about this? Why did you say this mean thing? And he just is like, you know, he doesn't know. Um, also what was a stinger in which now I had to like deal with in therapy is that one of the, one of the biggest, um, 
incidents that we had that caused major trauma was him physically assaulting me. Mm. So he don't remember that. He doesn't remember that. No, no. And when I was breaking it down to him, it happened when I was in college and I was breaking it down to him and he was looking at me like, (laughs) no, he was looking at me like so perplexed. And I'm like, you don't remember? And he was like, I'm sorry. I don't remember. So keep in mind, my father is 76. Okay. Um, And he also had a brain injury. Mm. So, so these are all factors. These are all factors. But it also stresses me out because these type of people remember other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not remember that, but you remember the trauma that your mother caused that might be the reason why you're causing me trauma. Mm. So it's very strange. So anyway, but that was my conversation with him. And that was my week. Wow. Yeah. It was wow. a good week, right? It was a I mean, great week, It was though. a great week. I felt... Unearthing some layers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, finally, maybe I can stop attracting these fuck boys now. Listen, we were talking <laughs> off the record about what manifestation is, mm-hmm. and literally that, to me, is a huge chunk of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they always end up turning out to have similar personalities to mm-hmm. to my father, which is just like awful. Because that's your so, comfort zone, girl. And that's I hate you know. it. I hate it. I hope that you know moving forward, um, I'm just like no longer comfortable with that shit. And like I learn how to set these boundaries mm-hmm. because I've just been so used to it. So we'll see. I do feel very lifted. Awesome. I feel like I smoked the blunt. I don't even smoke. <laughs> It was like wonderful. A cosmic blood. Yes. Yes. And I came home and I like cried and I cried the whole night. Really? I did. I cried the whole night because I was so emotional because I was fighting, feeling sorry for him. Mm. And because he's older now, he's sick and you know what I'm saying? So I was like fighting all of that and um, and still feeling like hurt and ab- abandoned and angry. Yeah. So I was just like going through all that. So I cried, cried, cried that night. And then the next day I was like, all right, it's game time now. It's game time now. You, I got what I prayed for. Wow. So mm-hmm. and how do you feel now? Like today? Good? I feel good. Like I'm okay if we don't speak again. Wow. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm a-okay. I don't, I'm not looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I needed to know why. And I needed an apology. And I needed some closure to that because- when the last we left off, he was calling the police and telling me to get out the house. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it was like, I needed to understand where all this anger came from. And I know I didn't do anything to you. So I got that. And now I'm and good. That. Yeah. I'm good. We don't have to be friends because we ain't. We're not friends. He's my daddy. That's it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got to respect the yeah. clarity. Yeah. Yep. So I just, I'm very clear on that. So it was good. I'm, I was excited. That's a great week. excited about that. Yeah, that's my week. So I think that was about it. Yeah, other than that, I've been laying on this couch right here, girl. <laughs> Listen, it's hibernation season, okay? And I got my friend's sling password, so I don't got no damn cable. <laughs> so I be on this fire stick, and he gave me his sling password, and I've just been on. I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to be able to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been getting tuned with those hoes in Tokyo. I was <laughs> so excited about that. So anyway, that's it for the check-in. Thanks. Thank you. you made it. I did. <laughs> you made it. Toya D. 
who was living a life of complete and utter trash, y'all, spending money frivolously on clothes, food, and bottles of wine that could be finished in one setting alone, ghosting Sally Mae and never paying a bill, y'all, going back and forth in relationships that were called situationships, a what? Going from one dead-end job to another, struggling with racial and social anxieties in the workplace. Nature finally took its course. On March 1st, Toya D woke up in an apparent dream world to which she calls the urban matrix and was left to figure out the true meaning of life and human existence. Join the journey on the quest to live fabulously, shamelessly, bold, and fearless and confident with mental health in the Anxiety Zone. Anxiety Zone. Anxiety Zone, okay. The Anxiety Zone. Tales from the Anxiety Zone. So the reason why I call it um, Tales from the Anxiety Zone is because, you know, I was like absolutely bugging out last year. And I had, um, it's called depersonalization. And so it's a, 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 it's a severe symptom of anxiety. And so, you know, I would be talking to people and telling people, um, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So like I was having, um, all of these existential thoughts, like very, like, who am I? What is this? What is earth? It's just very strange. Strange. That's exciting. Why is that exciting? That's exciting. That means you're Girl, that shit was driving me crazy. (laughs) It was driving me crazy because I would feel weird. Like, um, like it would just be like, I don't know. Like I felt like I was kind of getting trapped in my own head because those thoughts and those emotions Mm. were scaring me because I never felt that way before. Right. Um, so it kind of makes you disassociate and detach, right? So then there was times where I felt like reality. Yeah. So I would uh, you know, and ultimately I would be still here, but like my my brain was like giving me these sensations of non-reality. Mm. So I would feel like I was, it was like a dream. And so when I started Googling it, I saw people saying the same shit. And some people were stuck in it for like 10 years, whatever. And I was like, this ain't happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I refuse to be stuck in this shit for 10 years. So I started researching, found people that was going through it, found some books, read, read books on it. And was able to get myself out of the severeness of it. I still have episodes from time to time and the thoughts, because it's normally, it's just thoughts mm-hmm. that become obsessive. Right. And so, and then it causes you to panic and sends you in these high, um, high energy zones, basically. So um, I was able to get myself out of that. And then that's how I discovered and started saying, I'm going to call it the anxiety zone because it tells my tales of all the fucking Twilight Zone shit I was going through. Wow, man. Yeah. Wait, how did you get out of that, though? So um, this guy, Sean O'Connor, he has a book. It's called, um, it's a, I think it's called a Tower or Overcoming Depersonalization. Mm. And he just breaks it down about how this is all thoughts. This is all anxiety. You ain't dying. Um because I was going to get cat scans. <laughs> Yo, the doctors so was you like, were like really feel like um, what do they call it? Psychosomatic, like it yeah, was it showing was like, up it was, on your it, body. Yeah, it was like how I felt when I had smoked weed and I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. That's how I was feeling on all a, day on a constant. Wow. So I, it was like it was def, it was that, it was that sensation. 
And so I, I, um, he was explaining like, this was all anxiety because a lot of the times people's traumas from years ago will start to manifest itself in your body. Um, or, and I've always been anxious now that I'm going to therapy and realizing that and, um, things just hit the fan, you know? And then, I was work. I was the only black girl in a white company working mm-hmm. after leaving BET. So I think that that sh- that shift in itself was a uh, shock to your system, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and not only am I black, but I'm black. I'm bold. I'm real. You know, like I'm just, I'm just out there. Like mm-hmm. I'm just a big personality. You know what I'm saying? And it was just so, not a wallflower that would have just no, like easily no. assimilated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, none of that. So I think it was a part of that and just um, dealing with the fact that my whole family life had changed um, and it had been changing for like two or three years. So I think that that was all hit the fan. So anyway, I read that book and he was just giving, he gives you tools and he teaches you how you have to make yourself busy. Mm. So what happens is when you, which I still find to this day, like if I sit up in here and stay in here too long, my thoughts, I'll start to depersonalize again. Wow. Because my thoughts... I'm just, it's just me. I'm just here sitting with myself. So mm-hmm. like, if you keep yourself um, busy and distract yourself, so I'll get up and be like, okay, I'm going to start making a video today or do something to post on the, on the website. Blah, right. blah, blah. So I'll start making myself busy so that I won't think about it. So that's basically what he was teaching you. And that's how I did it. I started exercising. I changed my diet. Um, is it common? I think it is. And I think what happens is people come right out of it and they don't want to talk about it no more. But or if I you, could imagine people that don't even know that it's happening. Exactly. And I was about to say, or people have gone through it and they have no idea. It's crazy because there's so many people. One woman just reached out to me the other day. And she was like, I just found your podcast out of nowhere. And she was like, um, I had no fucking clue. Wow. <laughs> she was like, I had no clue until you started explaining exactly to the T what's going on with me. And so what I do now is like, I'll send whoever hits me up, I'll send them the reading material. I know it's fucked up because I bought it from the guy, but it was only like $40. So like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just send, you know, the stuff to them. And then they be like, I don't hear back from them no more. But that's one of the things that he does talk about is that, you know, once you've discovered how to get yourself out and recover, um, talking about it or like um man like what is the word he said festering on it mm. um kind of you know will, will stunt your recovery mm, okay so i wasn't able to talk about it for for a while and now i can talk about it because i know exactly when it's happening and, and it, how to pull out mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. This is isn't fast. that crazy i need to do research on that yeah yeah it's nuts but but and it's very common because it says everybody experiences it. Hmm. Like if you get into a car accident and your your um, your level, you like your anxiety levels and your adrenaline is up, um, it happens when you have like this out of body experience, or if you've ever had a panic attack and then you start to levitate a little bit, right, yeah. out, but you normally come right back in. And it is a, a mechanism that was created in our bodies for like cavemen. So back in the day when they would have to like fight bears and shit. Um, your body, your fight or flight mode would flip on and you would be in this kind of, it's like, uh, it's like you're living your life in front of like a movie theater. Yeah. And so it, it takes away the emotion and the pain. Mm, so that and the fear doesn't so stop, the fear doesn't stop you. Forward. Yeah. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow. And then some people are just stuck in it now and don't know how to get themselves out of it. And they're just stuck in fight or flight mode. Their brain is like flips. So it takes time for your brain to like flip back heal 
and like Thank calm God down. You're talking about this. Mm-hmm. What a blessing. Yeah. You imagine. Yeah. So it's crazy. So I'll just be like wanting to help anybody and everybody because mm-hmm. people, some people just don't know that they're going through it. Right. And they be walking around not saying nothing. My best friend, um, not Takia, <laughs> but mm-hmm. my other best friend, she, um, she was like, "Girl, I went through the same thing, but I never said nothing to y'all." And I was like, Amanda, I don't understand how because I was telling any and everybody that would talk. I'd be like, hi, how you do? I don't feel right. I don't feel right. I feel like I smoked a blunt and I can't come down off the high. And I was just like, the people was just like, what? I was in the emergency room two, three times. The nurse was like, sis, you got to go to a therapist. <laughs> like, really? They did a psych eval on me. I had CAT scans, everything. they couldn't find nothing. They couldn't find them. Like, I was healthy. All, yeah. yeah, they were like, you are healthy. And I was like, something's not right. Yeah. So my friend sat through that for, she said she sat in that for about a year. And then she was like, and it it eventually just lifted because she got so used to it. She just started to act like it wasn't there. And that's what he teaches you in the book is you got to, you know, act like it's not there. You got to make yourself, you know, distract yourself and just stay focused on what you're doing Mm. and not resist the feelings when they come. So that's what I work on now is not resisting the existential thoughts of, yeah, girl, eventually we all going to die. You ain't always going to be here. You know, like I have to start coming to terms with those things now. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. Wow. Crazy shit. Amazing. Twilight zone. <laughs> the anxiety zone. <laughs> the anxiety zone. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, whew, that was a lot. So anyway, so that is the, the that's how the anxiety zone came about. So mm. welcome to the anxiety zone. Um, for the people that don't know you, mm-hmm. who are you? What you do? I am Francesca. I'm known as Hey Fran Hey. I'm actually going to be Fran hitting hey. 10 years of Hey Fran Hey this year, which is mind boggling. That is dope. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm just someone who started out because I had an illness mm-hmm. that had manifested because of un, uh, unearthed child trauma that hit me when I turned about 25 and I hadn't worked through it and think about it energy stuck in your body has to come out some way yeah so you either work through it talk it out and then if you don't there comes an illness that Mm -hmm. will let it come out how it needs to so Mm -hmm. I unfortunately waited too long which is fine that was my story Mm -hmm. that was my journey to figure out um and I just started documenting my road back to health on the physical level, mental level, emotional level online. And a lot of people connected and it resonated, which was um, definitely not planned on my part. I really just needed an outlet of sorts that wasn't in like a liquor bottle. Um, yeah, because that liquor will get you. <laughs> or a wine bottle. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, a, a different path for me to share what I was going through as I was going through it and processing and trying to figure out. And it created a community, honestly, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. People felt that I was like an influencer, but really it was like, I think I just created the container for mm-hmm. all of us to step into and have really honest conversations. Um, and that's what it's about, the honesty. It's really all it like is. It's true. someone just carving out a little corner of the world and mm-hmm. saying, hey, sit with me here and let's mm-hmm. talk. And, and let's be transparent. And let's be transparent, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And so that uh, corner of the world known as Tumblr turned into YouTube, turned into a podcast and turned into campaigns and a tour. Mm-hmm. And 10 years later... I'm 
a wellness advocate that just is online hoping that hoping to contribute to people thinking of better things. Yeah. That's really all it is. Which is amazing. And Thanks. I love it. Because you know, you. since I first met you, I just was like, she's so yummy. <laughs> I love oh, her. I love that word. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love her. She's so yummy, Takia. I love her. Awesome. Was it the first time we hung out with when when I was like um stressed out about my charger? Was that the In first DC? time? <laughs> And let me tell you, I was like, this is probably the funniest person. <laughs> I kept telling Key and Jade, I was like, why do we, like, I need to be around her more because you had me laughing the Yo, whole weekend. That, yeah, we had fun. Hands down, one of the funniest people on earth. <laughs> and I was just, people be like, and then when people say that and then they meet me, they be like, all right, so say something funny. I'd be like, nah, nigga, don't, don't work, work like that. that. You mean that's why I tell tell people don't tell people I'm funny. Don't say that. Don't leave with that. No, right? Because it's like people be like, okay, so she funny. (laughs) (laughs) Say something funny, girl. Like, no, it don't work like that. Right? Has to be organic. So yeah, but that was a fun weekend. I was just like, oh, I love me some friends. I do. It was mutual. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're talking about manifestation because I know that which I didn't know was one of your favorites. Absolutely. And I had so I was like going back and like just doing research on you stuff because I did. Um, I realized that I have seen many of your videos before and didn't know it was you. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, this is friend. Because yeah. <laughs> there was one like you did one with. Um, she teach. She taught me how to do all my camera stuff. Shameless Maya. Shameless Maya. Yes, and it's my you, best friend. Oh, okay, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that's friend. Mm-hmm. And you were, you guys were teaching about lighting. Yes, that's at my I, house. Mm, uh, and yeah. the, in Harlem. Yes. Oh, girl. So you got a fabulous house. That's just cute. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, that was my, yeah, that was my house, and she came over because um, I had upgraded my camera and lighting and was like I don't know how to use this stuff. Oh. <laughs> she was like I got you we'll make a video and it's great. Yeah and I and that was one of the ones I still got saved to this day oh, where awesome. I learned how to um do the lighting and do my pictures myself. Um, so yeah, so I was like, I knew Fran before she even knew Oh, it. sweet. So, um, and I did see your manifestation ones and the mm-hmm. health and the mental hygiene, which I love that term. Yes, mental yes. hygiene is a big thing. Cause you know, some people's mental hygiene stinks. It's true. You know, like, so <laughs> the reason I love the term is because I think people usually wait until something's wrong mm-hmm. for them to feel compelled to journal or to mm-hmm. meditate or go for runs or check their diet and all the things that you see online that people suggest for yeah. self-care. Yeah. But hygiene, it's like you don't want to go a day without brushing your teeth or showering, right? right? If you know you have stuff to do. Right. And I think mental health should be viewed the same way. It should be a daily practice Mm -hmm. so that you don't wait to hit rock bottom. It's just something that you ease into. doesn't mean that the days are going to all be rainbows and butterflies, but the reality is if you are practicing this daily, the chances of something bogging you down for months will Mm -hmm. be less likely. Yeah. Because you already know what to do. You have processes in place that you're like, oh, I feel that thing creeping up. Yes. You know, and you're like, (laughs) now I do. I know what to do. Now I do. Um, And I think it's a very good thing that we're talking about in the black community Mm because I feel like we're like on some this ain't black people shit this is really for for white people this is some shit for white people yes i feel like that story of my whole brand yes yes and i'm like one of the things that i really would love to do um after creating antelope girl and like seeing i do get a lot of white people that reach out and that listen which yeah, is interesting that's awesome. yeah. but i really and i don't have no problem with my little my white brothers and sisters right, you know no. like i love them but it's like i really want to push the agenda 
for black folks because we, especially us in the hood, mm-hmm. um, think that, you know, like, what am I going to sit down and meditate for? Or why would I need, what do I need to talk about shifting energy and shifting pride? You know right. what I mean? Like, yes. They'd be like, oh, that shit's for white people. I don't got time for that. And it's really not as for all of us. Absolutely. So that's why I love that you incorporate all of that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, and- that was, I think, what made my brand so awesome is mm-hmm. that I, when you think of yoga and you think of wellness, you think of white women, mm-hmm. you know, going you to yoga downtown or wherever. And so when I came on the scene, people at first were like, oh, she must be like this wealthy sort of yoga kid. I'm like, no, I'm from the Carver Project <laughs> in Harlem. Like, Love it. You know, yeah. and it, I, I don't come from wealth. I don't come from access. Mm-hmm. I don't come from resources. Mm-hmm. I fell into this because I started researching because I had no choice. Yeah. It was like out of desperation yep. that I literally, instead of not having the access, I sought it out mm-hmm. and then intentionally put myself in those spaces mm-hmm. so that I could learn as much as I could and then bring it back to my community. And I'm by no means certified or a guru or a doctor or mm-hmm. any of those things. That's why I always was very cautious about the wording. Yeah, I say I'm an advocate mm-hmm. because it's more so a sharing of information in community so that people can try things on yeah. and decide is that for them? Because it's definitely not a one size fit all type of thing. Like True. We all have different uh, chemistries in our brains. We all have different stories of what we've been through. And so something that might work for me might not work for you. Mm-hmm. But I sort of felt that my place online to be like, listen, you could try this, you could try this, you could try this. And just yeah. I, I kind of made it my life's mission to be like, let me gather as much information as I can in mm-hmm. hopes that you find something that works for you. Yeah. And that became kind of like my mission online. And I love it. Thank you. I love it. Um, And I love the message that you have um, behind it. So uh, as far as manifesting goes, well, Mm -hmm. have you, did you set any manifesting goals for 2019? My whole life is a big manifestation. It is. It is. is. I breathe in and breathe out manifestations (laughs) all day long. (laughs) So at this point, I think... um, where I'm at and how I view it, I don't view it so much as like a list of like, oh, okay. I want to manifest this car or this house or these people or these opportunities. For me, it's an energetic thing where I'm like, it's more so how I want to feel. Okay. If that makes so sense. So you're constantly raising your vibrations. Right. To stay in that, like, To stay in that and whatever song. that vibration manifests, mm-hmm. sometimes you might be limiting yourself by saying, I want X, Y, and Z. I say, I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. I want to feel free. I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel peaceful. I want to have time where I can fix my closet if I mm-hmm. need to, like I'm doing now, or home repairs, or resting, or spending a week where I'm at the chiropractor in the spa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, how can I manifest a life that will allow me to do the things that I want to do on a regular basis? Okay. So do you think that it's a bad thing to set goals to say, um, so like, for instance, I have, I put my posts up and I have my goals on there. So my mm-hmm. goal is I would love to have 5k listens per week by December. Obviously that December has came and went right. and that's not happening. <laughs> I got a smooth 600 listens a week, but I love that's y'all. That's good though. That's my little, that's my yeah, crowd. My little analog. Listen, we all started somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong 600 of them and I yeah. love them. And they come every week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this, that would be something that I'm like trying to like manifest. 
do you think that that's maybe putting a little more pre- too much pressure on myself or like I should be like you said thinking uh bigger and just raising the vibrations around me and then that will open myself up to well I wouldn't want to say that it's gonna put pressure on you mm-hmm. but I think what happens is you're saying you want to have 5k listens per week right mm-hmm. so I remember I was reading this book by Marianne Williamson, where she said, to me, this was like the perfect example that kind of blew my mind. Mm -hmm. She was talking about this guy who was trying to manifest a specific acting job. He wanted this role so badly that he got other opportunities that would have led him past it, but he was so stuck on this one thing that he just wanted, he wanted, he wanted, Mm. saying no to everything else, that he actually limited the opportunities that could have been there for him. To open him up to get to, to that To open him spot. up to not only get to that, but even bigger even and beyond. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I think what I'm learning, um, and obviously manifestation I think is a very personal thing. Yeah. There's some yeah. people that can say 5K listens for December and guess what? They get 5K. They like do. it's just, that's yeah. just how it works. But I know for me, I'm someone like I was saying that instead of saying like, for me, let's say for 5K listens per week, I would say like, well, what will create episodes that like I'm proud of and excited about mm-hmm. and that I feel good? Like, what should I be doing? Should I be researching more? Mm-hmm. Should I be, should I uh, rework how the episodes feel? Like maybe I should have specific people that I love their mm-hmm. content and have them collaborate with me. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it's like, what can I create out of this that will be amplified and most likely have 5K listens at some point so that it's not so much the 5K, but how can I create the energy that will reach the 5K at some point, if that makes sense. That does make sense because I think you start to focus more. And I think that's where- focus more on the number than on the content content. that will get you Mm -hmm. to that number. Mm -hmm. Because you know, the numbers game would have everybody stressed. Listen, we're (laughs) we're like turning into walking algorithms. It's so crazy. And then that's what I've had to tell myself, like, Latoya, it doesn't matter. And that's when I started saying you have a strong four to six hundred people listening, you know. And that's beautiful. And, and it is. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I need to, that's what I'm happy for. And I'm happy for the people that reach out to me now. And so whatever else comes out of that is a blessing. Is a blessing. And think about it this way. Imagine four to six hundred people coming into your apartment right now. Right. Are you gonna tell me that that's not amazing? Right. <laughs> there right. are six hundred people. I think we I know we um we started feeling pressure with our show because when the read was doing so massive mm-hmm. and then we got signed right after the read. So there was this comparison game of like, well, the read has, <laughs> you know, uh, a thousand people who come, you guys need to get a thousand people who come to the shows. And it was like, what? Damn. you know, like <laughs> I remember thinking a thousand people, like I was so stressed out and I remember yeah. thinking like, Oh my God, how are we going to get a thousand people? And then it became a thing of that. And then I remember having to slow down and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the blessing of the read, you know, like they are so great and so funny. And they, in my opinion, were the pioneers of black media podcasts. I I always tell them that. I think so too. And anybody else that's claiming it needs to shut the fuck up because that's really not what it is. I think that they carved out the I didn't even know what a podcast was. I'm telling you, I always tell Crystal that. And she Mm -hmm. cracks up. She's like, shut up. No, I I don't think so. I really didn't. I thought it was for white people. I really did. PR, you know what I mean? So once they carved that out and we had the blessing of being signed after I was like you know what 
this is where the matrix is created within industries where people want to chase formulas. Mm -hmm. And that's where people go wrong. You cannot put someone else's formula on. You have to figure out what your formula is. Mm -hmm. And once we did that, then we were fine. Our numbers grew. Right now, it's like 100,000 listens per week in different platforms. Like, we are super blessed. We're mm-hmm. doing great. We you did our scores. Yeah. And, I, and we are doing it the way that feels right for us. Which is good. And I think in this industry, especially in the digital space, people will make you feel that you have you to look shit. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to look around and, like, mm-hmm. um, do it the way that everyone else is doing. And my thing is, imagine the magic if everyone just did what felt right for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and and you in essence you'd have happier people. You would, and then you also gain more authentic followers. Absolutely, you, you know what I'm saying. So it's not like I'm coming to you because love of the read. You. I'm coming to you because right. I love and you. It's a blessing. Yep. So what? How would so? How would you? Okay, that was my example. So for mm-hmm. anybody out there that's trying to manifest, say a man or say whatever. Right. What would you say about that? As far as changing, trying to manifest that one specific thing versus... Well, I could give myself as an example because Mm -hmm. I recently have... I've been uh, single for three years. It's Mm -hmm. going on three years. I've been abstinent. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. No dick. Yeah, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No dick. Nothing. Because my last relationship, I did not like what was reflected back to me about who I was. Mm. The fact that the way he was treating me, um, the things that we went through, the things I was allowing, it really made me, instead of pointing fingers at him, it takes two for that dynamic. And so I had to really ask myself, well, there's a lot of this shit that you allowed. Yeah. There's a lot of the shit you reflected that he felt he could do that to you. Mm-hmm. And then you opened the doors for him to do that. So yeah. it wasn't so much me looking at him crazy. I had to look at myself. And which is a, a mature and adulting thing and to I do. And I had to do it. Yeah. And honestly, me and him to this day are cool, you know, even mm-hmm. with all the craziness we went through, because I think we both realized that we were reflecting a lot of really dark things. Mm-hmm. I embrace my darkness. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone that feels ashamed of it. I didn't beat myself up. I wasn't sitting there like, oh my God, girl, how could you? Yeah. I was like, let's look at it. Let's look at it. What, where does this behavior come from? Where does this thought come from? Why would he be able to treat you like this? Where did that come from that you thought that that was what you deserved? Yeah. Once I started tracing everything back, I needed, I need, I realized I needed a break. Yeah. I need, Fran needed to do some work. (laughs) You know, I need to have convos with my mom. I needed to have convos with my dad. Mm -hmm. I needed to reprogram Mm -hmm. and recalibrate so Mm -hmm. that I would stop reflecting those things that I no longer wanted to be in my life. Okay. And it's taken me three years. Wow. And I I told myself, I'm going to have, I'm going to do this as long as it needs to take. I don't care if it's 10 years, <laughs> you know, and but I you did know, it. That is, I mean, but I think that we all need to, men need to do that especially. Oh, absolutely. Everyone needs to do it. But men, I think, <laughs> like men I think women, really... for the most part, at least the ones I know, so I can't make a blanket statement. The women I know, tend to do the work yeah they know when shit is off and they're gonna do something Mm -hmm. about it and i I cannot say the same for a lot of the men that i know so it's definitely you know something that i feel i wish men would consider more i understand it's patriarchy how men are raised Mm -hmm. to not really have relationships with their emotions so i know it's that's a lot of how we're socialized i do understand that but it's also a point where i think these conversations 
are more prevalent online. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to take the time out to figure out what's going on with themselves. But Before that's what I did. Yeah. They start trying to manifest one particular thing. Don't bring even someone in. But don't too. bring someone into your circus. You're, and it's true. And I think I was going to say, even if it's not a man that someone's out there trying to, to manifest, if you're trying to manifest a career or a job, I feel like that's... Um, that relates to me in that sense because for some reason, every time I've gotten a job, I've either uh, gotten laid off or fired. And to it's, me, it's energetic. It's, it, it, has it is, and it's to something. Yeah. yeah, it's something underlying with me that happens. Um, I, I have the smarts and I have the education to get the job. It's about how do I keep it, and I. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing because yeah. right now I'm not working. Right. You know, I am interviewing now because I feel like I've gotten myself into a space where, okay, I know what this is now. Right. And you just need to take a step back. And this is like, I was manifesting those jobs because I would say, I want this. I want that. You know what I mean? And then get it and then lose it right after. And it's also because, I mean, truth be told, anyone can manifest a man. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, easy. You, you know what right I mean? Right on the corner, girl. <laughs> right now, here on Westchester Avenue, girl, pick you up about three of them motherfuckers. And they'll be happy. I can go to 125th and Lennox with my PJs on. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. but I wanted to manifest someone that felt good. Mm-hmm. And that it was not just about the companionship, but I want us to thrive. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want the blocks of what you've been through, the blocks of what I've been through. Yes. We spent all our relationship work like dealing with those wounds and the decisions that are made because of those wounds. Like I just didn't want that. I don't want that anymore. I've, I've ripped up the contract of Mm -hmm. that type of dynamic. I'm done with it. I've learned my lesson. Mm -hmm. And now I want someone that has worked on themselves. I've worked on myself and now we come together and we get to enjoy the fruits of that label. Yes. That's how I feel. <laughs> and so we've kind of answered one of the questions I was going to ask about um, what do you think that it takes to be able to manifest um, properly? Mm-hmm. Um, and how far do you go as far as cleaning your mental or your mental health or, you know, creating the best spaces for that? So it's more so just about going back and assessing who you are, what you are, um, even acknowledging traumas. To me, acknowledging traumas, I know there's some spiritual practitioners that feel like that's not the way to do it. But they really me, they do. There are a few that I'm that I'm cool with. And I understand people have the different processes, but I for me, that's what worked for me. I yeah. had so much trauma in my body mm-hmm. that there was no way that I was going to move forward mm-hmm. without assessing what was going on. There was just no way. There was no way around it. And that's how I know that it's going to be a different process for everybody. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think what I've learned is that when we're manifesting men or partners, we have so many expectations for them that are not reflected in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And so you know what I mean? And and then you look at that and and that's because there's a void. So it's like, we don't have it. So, but we expect this person to have it to because have we it. think that that's what's going to you got to have us. it first. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. have it first. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been saying, I want someone who's open and emotionally available and that we can connect on that <laughs> level. My friend was like, oh, do you? She's a practitioner. She knew how to play me. She sat me <laughs> on the floor with someone and said, look into their eyes for three minutes. And I couldn't do it. I started panting. I was sweating. She was like, you don't know intimacy. Mm -hmm. You can't even look in someone's eyes for three minutes. Mm -hmm. I was fidgety. I was looking away because the whole point was you you want to be seen. Yeah, Yeah. you want to be seen. 
are you open to being seen? Yeah. Are you open to receiving that kind of focus and energy? Sometimes you think you want it, but you might not actually be ready for it. Yeah, it's true. You know, are you really willing to sit with someone who is going to work with you through your emotions? Do you even know what those emotions are? You know, like there's just a lot that I think people wish for and they don't actually know what that means. Yeah, what it means. Just like how we wish for having these um, Instagram posts live, you know? (laughs) And it's just like, girl, do you really want to be clapping your ass at four o'clock in the morning? You don't know what, you don't know the background You know, it's a lot of fucking work. And I know, as lazy as my ass is, shit. (laughs) Do I really want that life? I don't think I do. You know what I'm saying? It looks, they make it look good though <laughs> they they make it look good so um my experience with manifestation is a uh, I have a love-hate relationship with manifestation because I do feel that I've kind of mastered it to I'm like one of those people where you need to be reading on or you watch on YouTube how they're like I I manifested this in like 24 hours and I'm one of those people yeah it's awesome but I'm also one of those people that hit a hits a block mm. um and then sometimes I can't um, certain like big things. So one story I'll have is like when I was on, uh, I was traveling for my, went away for my birthday. I did a little cute little solo trip, um, to Jamaica and prior to me leaving, I was like, that would be so nice if I got like a first class, um, seat. No one been fucking well, I couldn't afford it or whatever. Cause I went on my points for my credit card and I didn't pay a cent out of my pocket. I had to use points on my credit card. So I was like, it would be so nice if I got uh, a first class um, seat, and so I visualized the word first class. Nice for like visualization. Yes, you I visualized it. it. Um, that's why I was like, I could fucking teach this shit to people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I would have to like really research or whatever. But anyway, so I was like, so I sat and I was like, what should I do? So I visualized the word first class, um, and I and I just closed my eyes and I was like, what would it feel like? How would I feel sitting? in first class and I just visualized myself being served with the food and how I would feel and like the, the, the happiness that I would feel because I'll be like I'm celebrating my, my birthday and I'm starting off blah 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 so then when I was driving to the airport I was thinking about it and I was like but you know what Latoya even if you don't get first class it doesn't matter you're going away by yourself to enjoy yourself it's going to be a great trip regardless yeah. and I let it go detached from the whole thing I got to the airport and I was checking in and um, this lady, she was like not listening to me because she was like, you know, asking me questions. I was like, Miss, that's my luggage over there. So she's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So she's just like real flighty. Mm-hmm. And um, she was giving me a little attitude, but I was like, because <laughs> this is my birthday and I'm not going to do this with her. <laughs> so she, um, she gives me my boarding pass and oh, so what happened was she charged me for my my bag. And I was like, but miss, I paid on my app. I have mm-hmm. an American Express app and I paid on it. And she was like, no, you didn't. You need to pay again. So I was like, I'm not going to get upset. I'm just going to pay this little $30 and I'll deal with it. After. I get to it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it after. So I'm still trying to stay in my zone. <laughs> so I'm walking to go, um, go to my gate and I look down. My boarding pass says Alejandro and Santiago. 
I said, oh no, this bitch did not just give me, she just checked me. I just told her, this is what I was trying to tell her. Someone else's. She gave me this man. She, <laughs> <laughs> what? I just think about it right now. It's pissed me off because I was telling her like, yo, I'm telling you, I paid for my flight. You sure you have, I mean, I paid for my luggage. You sure? You sure? It's settled to it. You sure? She said, I don't have anything. So I go back to her. I'm like, miss, hey, miss. <laughs> hey, because now I'm getting mad. <laughs> hey, miss. So um, this is somebody else's boarding pass. So I'm jacked. I'm going off. I'm going off. And then I see her going off. Like she's getting scared. And she's talking to her supervisor. And I was like, uh, ma'am, all I want y'all to do is go get my luggage. Because if I get to Jamaica and my luggage don't get to me, I'm going to be very upset. It's right. my birthday. And she was like, no, your luggage is fine. It's going to Mexico. I was like, bitch, I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I was like, what? I'm going to Jamaica. So then she, the lady, the supervisor was like, I'm going to work this out. Please just give me, be patient. Give me some time. I'm going to fix it. She's running across the to the other side of the water to get your stuff. So I was like, okay, fine. I cannot believe not only the wrong ticket, the whole Whole shit, flight. whole shit fucked up. So something in me was like, sit down, calm down. It's handled. It's handled. Like, just chill out. So then I was like, I was thinking in my mind, I was saying, and this one brings me to your example of the guy who was manifesting one specific thing. And things were happening around, around him. him. Yes. And he was, was not so tunnel receptive. vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was so tunnel vision. So had I been so tunnel vision on like, where the fuck I'm is my luggage and fighting and being a bitch... I might not have been able to be, and I started to be cordial with the supervisor and I was just talking and I just went and sat down and was quiet and say anything because the, the thought occurred to me, chill out, calm down. They're working on it. Let her find it. You know, whatever. Worst case scenario, it gets lost. You will get it. It doesn't matter. So I just calmed myself down and I was just like, all right, let it go. You just never know how everything's going to work out. You never know. You might just get this first class seat. <laughs> So they're going and she finds my luggage. She was just talking to me and I was just telling her, man, you need to really be talking to her about listening to the customers because the customer is always right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was talking about that and she was like, no, trust me, I am going to talk to her. Um, you know, she was out of order. So I was like, okay, cool. So she was like, what do you like? What seat do you like? You like an aisle seat or do you like a, a window seat? I was like, aisle. She's like, okay. So she goes, types in, she comes back. She was like, enjoy your flight. You're in first class, um, seat three F, da, 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 da. and I was like, "This shit works." So I was like calling my mom, like, "Mom," I was like, "Mom, this shit fucking works. Like, it really does work." Da, da, da. She was like, "It really does," and I was like, "Yeah." And when you just told that story about you know looking about looking around you and fucking everything up, you'll be done fucked up. Everything you done tried to manifest, what you wanted, what, what you, you didn't wanted, know was coming, <laughs> everything, all the love. Because of all the things happening, and sometimes those things look like it's bad shit happening, but it's really just it's a rerouting. God That's just aligning everything yeah. for what you prayed for and what you asked for. So that is what my lesson was um, with um, manifesting. So I say all as I say. Do you think that um, like? making those huge goals because you were saying you want to change you you don't necessarily look at a specific goal mm -hmm. when you manifest no so you're saying you'll just be like okay i want to stay in that feeling or you'll think about the feeling of what yeah like it is that you i want. could pick a house on pinterest and post it and say this is the house i want mm -hmm. but there may be a house 
that I'm way more deserving of. Mm. And in my mind, I know God knows my heart. And so what I do is I make sure that my heart is as clear as it can be in, mm-hmm. in what it's like broadcasting to mm-hmm. God. And the only way I've done that is by clearing out my trauma, working through it yeah. so that I'm like an open vessel Okay, that's not blocked by all these things that I've been through that I'm consumed by all day. I want the thoughts that I'm consumed by all day to be all the beautiful things I'm waiting on. Mm. Now, do you not visualize the house though? No, you don't. I honestly don't because you know what it is I've learned through my career. You think I would have visualized Hey Fran Hey? Mm. I don't know what this was. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing as YouTube. There was no such thing as an influencer. There was no such thing as someone who could do wellness advocacy and travel the world. Yeah. So I would have been so focused on this other career, which at the time was music. But what got me so blessed to reroute was because when the music failed because of my health, I wasn't like dying in the booth still trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I fell back and I said, you know what, God, whatever your will is, I am open to it and I am willing to go in that direction. And the direction, all of a sudden, the internet blew up. Wow. So it's and it's a portion. So it is a part of just letting go. It's a part of trusting. It's Mm, a part of trusting not only trusting God, but it's also, or whoever you believe in, I mm-hmm. want to make sure to respect everyone, mm-hmm. but it's trusting yourself, mm-hmm. trusting that your heart will always lead you to where you need to be. It might not always be in the direction that feels right. You think I was happy losing my music career? Absolutely not. That's mm-hmm. something I'd wanted since I was watching Mariah Carey and Whitney on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in that space and time, that's what needed to happen. And the beauty thing, the beautiful thing is now that I have rerouted, and mind you, it's been 10 years since mm-hmm. that, there are people now reaching out to me about music because they see the platform I've created. Wow. So I have the leverage to do it if I wanted mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. without needing a label, without needing a cosign, because Fran has created Fran already. Mm-hmm. I'm amplified by my spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's the most beautiful story to me. I would never have been able to create that I would never have been able to write that on a wall or in a in a vision board yeah so I think that's why I say it's a very personal decision that I don't manifest in that way because the way that I have witnessed it Mm -hmm. work in my life has been that it's been based more on how I want to feel than what I want to see yeah because sometimes my vision is not as big as what God might have for me so do you listen to or read Abraham Hicks? Of course. So cause she's so that's basically you're in the vortex. I'm in the vortex. And that's 24 But here's the thing, I call it the miracle realm. That's okay. the term that I've always used. Where it's what I've envisioned is let's say that it's a room. Mm-hmm. You manifested the first class ticket because that day in that space and time, you happen to just be able to pop up to that room. But imagine if you were always in that room. Right. And that's my problem. And that's why it's like you can manifest things here and there. But mm-hmm. you, like you said, sometimes I have blocks. It's mm-hmm. not that you have blocks. It's that you are not working towards just being in that mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Which is why to me, I focus more on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Because if I feel good and my head is clear and I'm not even good because I don't want to put good or bad on it because that makes it sound like your day is supposed to be amazing, amazing. and yeah. then you're deserving of good mm-hmm. things. That's not it at all. Mm-hmm. When I feel clear. Okay. When I feel clear, like 
There's like today, I can genuinely from my heart say I have no problems. Mm -hmm. And I know some people get triggered by that because they're like, how is that possible? Because I've worked. We in a fucking shutdown. What are you talking about? (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm able to hold space for my inner experience while also respecting what's happening in the world. But Fran, right now, Mm -hmm. in this moment that I'm talking to you, I have nothing I am worried about. Yeah. Do you know why? Because I have dedicated <laughs> my life, my day in and out to making sure that Fran feels good. Yeah. Through boundaries that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on boundaries because I still have uh, people-pleasing programming. Because so, of my mom, mm-hmm. the only way I would get my mom's attention is if I stayed out of her way. I had to play small. I had to not be visible because she was always so tired and stressed. So mm-hmm. I had to play really tiny in order to make her feel fine. So mm-hmm. I still have those dynamics that I yeah. create on my yeah. own. I mm-hmm. still overextend myself. And sometimes it's like people aren't even asking for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no they never talking. ask. Yeah, they never ask you. They never ask you to do that. Like you created that in your head. Yeah. And then you get mad talking about people don't use me. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. this is well, what you wanted. You know it. What I mean? Yeah, you so, wanted it. Just different dynamics and programs and like, the way that I act, the way that I think. Oh, girl, look. They saying, sorry to cut you off. See, they right there. We can wave to the neighbors. That is so funny. <laughs> I always have to tell everybody, guys, y'all know I live in an apartment building where I have looked stare at a brick wall. And so my neighbors, we can see each other from window to window. It's have so you ever ridiculous. had a crush on any of them? Were no. Like <laughs> I know they be tired of me sometimes walking around here naked. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just, because I saw you look, I was looking over because I see them moving. Yes. So they're making my eyes yes. like move. So, but yeah, so as far as staying in the vortex, which I, I think that if y'all are listening and you want to really get on this whole level of manifestation, I do truly think that you should listen to Abraham Hicks at some point in time in your life. And it's hard to explain who Abraham Hicks is. Because it ain't no Abraham or no Hicks, girl. (laughs) And when I tell my mom And when you see the woman, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. Yo, and my mom, because my mom is a pastor, a minister, and you know I'm born and raised in the church. My mother be like, I don't have time (laughs) for people to be talking to no third person about some damn Abraham. And I just be like, mom, but she really got she like nope I'm that not doing so it funny. so and I got but I did get her to listen to Neville Goddard who I really mm, love okay. he's like one of my because he really breaks down the bible in a way that I'd be like is this, did this shit even really happen oh I need to look into yeah, that he's yeah he's amazing so Neville Goddard is really great and he's like he's very he's I think Abraham Hicks probably even read a lot of his stuff okay so and he talks about the whole vortex thing he doesn't call it the vortex he's just always talking about staying in the feeling but what Staying are you in the, in the feeling. feeling? Yeah, he does. That's exactly what I'm just saying. Yeah. My way of manifesting is just the feeling the feelings of it. Yeah. Not the, not the exact picture, but the feeling of what that picture means. Would give, yeah. One of my closest friends manifested this beautiful home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like out of this world. Like I was like, how how I didn't know you could afford a house like this. Like yeah. Because you would think that house would be millions of dollars. It mm-hmm. has a fountain. These hummingbirds come and take showers <laughs> in the morning. I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's out of a dream. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's on a hill. Mm-hmm. She has like birds of paradise trees outside of it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have drawn a, a more beautiful home. But that's because she wasn't sitting there like, so I need a birds of paradise in the yeah. front. I need a fountain with a hummingbirds. Who yeah. would have ever thought that? But yeah. she was like, I want to walk into my house and feel like it's a sanctuary. Mm. I wanted to feel 
I want people to walk in and I want them to feel free. I want them to feel warm. I want their hearts to expand. So it was like the feeling of what, when she walks into the house, when you close your eyes, what do you want your house to feel like? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why she manifested a home that was beyond her dreams. Right. Because there was nothing she could have ever, ever painted or visualized on her own. Yeah, true. So the hard part, though, mm-hmm. is um, staying in that space. So how do you how do you stay in that space when those days are like when you're on your cycle? So for, for me, when my cycle's coming, it's like a wave of sadness happens. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard for me to like sometimes I'll find myself sitting on my couch and people say, like, if you just smile and just sit and smile, <laughs> like for some reason your body reacts to that right. the muscles up. So girl, I'll be on this couch like this. Like <laughs> Watching TV, just trying so hard, or watching Martin. I'm imagining your neighbor looking through the mirror. Wow, and seeing me, (laughs) and just watching me and seeing me. But yo, and I'd be like, um, you know, like I'll be sitting there. Oh snap! I was about to say, I'll be sitting there, um, trying to like put myself in these moments, yeah, or watch Martin or watch a different world because those are things that make me happy. But it's so hard to stay in the vortex for lack of better words or whatever Mm -hmm. um so how do you do that when you face um those things and you face those bad emotions or those (sighs) you're gonna get annoyed with me but there (laughs) i know i'm like i don't see my truth i very rarely very very well what did you do in the beginning because you couldn't have were you always like that though no not at all so how did you shift how did you shift those emotions then to be like to get to a place where now you're very rarely like because i i honor the emotions Mm. there's a poem that i love called the guest house by rumi Mm -hmm. i don't have it memorized but Mm -hmm. basically what he says is if you open the door your body is a guest house Mm -hmm. if you open the door that morning and it's sadness welcome it in give it tea make it dinner (laughs) be friends with it yeah when i get sad that's what people laugh because when I'm sad or feel or I, I feel like feelings of depression or anxiety, I don't beat myself up. That's mm-hmm. the key to it. I think it's more so how you react to these emotions than the actual emotions. Mm-hmm. And so if I feel that feeling creeping up on me, I laugh about it and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. This is an, one of those days mm-hmm. and I usually... Humor is my medicine. I laugh at myself. I find myself hilarious. Like <laughs> I find the fact that when I'm sad, what do I want to do? I want to crawl up in bed um, under my weighted blanket mm-hmm. and like read a book or I completely cover my whole head and I turn into a cocoon. Those are the things. But those are my processes yeah. and I honor them. Mm-hmm. I think it's the resistance to the sadness where it's like you almost don't want it to come in. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's what wants to come in. Mm-hmm. That's like not letting your friend in. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Let it in. <laughs> what does it want to tell me? And a lot of the times I always tell people it's bringing you information. Mm, so and I never looked at it like that. It's bringing you information. My body is a smartphone. It's letting me know if there's a sadness. Nine times out of ten, there's a reason. Yeah. Are you not happy that you have to be living in New York, taking the train, and it's cold out? Well, maybe mm-hmm. you should reconsider where you want to live. That will make you feel different. Mm-hmm. Do you not like having to go work with these people? 
maybe you should reconsider why you're working with these people in the first place. Like, there's always information. Yeah. And if you don't resist it, and obviously I'm speaking for myself, mm-hmm. if you don't resist the information, you integrate it, there's always something beautiful that it's coming to tell me. I do not fight my feelings of sadness. And I think the faster you let it come in, is the, faster the faster it goes. The faster it goes. It's really all so it is. And even when you're on your cycle and it causes you to be emotional, it could be, it's the same thing. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Really? <laughs> I think it is. You have to look at, you know, you're calling it the depersonalization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way, now that I start thinking about it, you have to view it as like comedy. Like, no, and I I'm have. watching. Imagine watching yourself on this couch forcing this smile. How could you not <laughs> laugh at that thought? Like that is hilarious. Like the things that yeah. humans do to get to try through to get the you, day yeah, to make yourself feel quote unquote normal. I'm you know telling what I mean? you, like humor. That's why I, I, when people interview me, I always I'm always like, oh, I'm never gonna give them the answers they want because <laughs> you just gave me the answer. Because now I'm really gonna just. Because I think humor. I was more so humor. doing, I was doing, and I did find humor in the whole depression life because I would be like, y'all, I You'd feel like, like I'm in a fucking urban matrix. Wild. This is some bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. You know, and I would be laughing about it. But then when I go home, it'd be a different story because it would just be me. Right. But looking at, I'm going to take those, those notes. I'm going, I'm taking notes mentally with you because yeah. I'm going to do that because. And I always tell people from what I share, extract what makes sense. Mm-hmm. And integrate it into your practice. Some mm-hmm. of the things I say, so there are people that are triggered by it or they're like, that don't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, then that means it's not for you. Yeah. But if there is something, like humor for me is my medicine. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh my God. Like there's a guru named Osho. Mm-hmm. Did you watch his, there was a documentary about him on Netflix that was showing mm-hmm. that he was scandalous. But I was like, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> What, was, it, was it women? Women, uh, money, oh, drugs. They found out all kinds of shit about him. And I was like, that is hilarious. <laughs> but I loved him because there was something about him where he loved being this rebellious guru because he wanted to break everything you think of what everything should be. Life yeah. is funny. Yeah. Life is to be... I think we try to intellectualize everything yeah. all the time. Everything's Instead of just leaning into yeah, it. Lean yeah. into it. Feel it. What is it telling you? Mm-hmm. And then go from there. Okay. Well, I'm going to be doing that. Yeah, it helps. Um, and I guess, I, I mean, hopefully that'll stop me from sitting on the couch and grinning at myself the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is so funny. It was so ridiculous. I literally was doing it just the other night. Like, <laughs> I was like, because I, I was reading something when it was saying, oh, even, uh, it was statistics on even if you just, you smile, but you don't feel like smiling, statistically, your cortisol levels, cortisol levels lower. Well, lower. So I was just sitting there like, well, we're going to lower these motherfuckers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, we grinning all time that like so and funny. i had to like laugh at myself like this is just so stupid <laughs> so um you don't hit roblox because that was one of my questions you just fucked up all my questions no 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 but the whole thing because I, I was asking you like so what are your thoughts on cleaning up the mental space oh no that's not no no that's not one hold on the roadblocks the roadblocks is what what do you think some people hit roadblocks for why, why do you think that i think Roadblocks are misunderstood. Mm-hmm. People ask me, "What do you do when you have um? What's the term people use when you can't create uh, when, uh writer's block, writer's block, mm-hmm. or a roadblock?" Mm-hmm. Or and I'm like, I honestly feel the same way. It's all information. Mm-hmm. Anytime I hit a roadblock, I look at it like, okay, God is probably telling me to reroute, <laughs> reroute this direction. 
or maybe I'm not ready for whatever it is that the next step is that I think it's supposed to be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I literally am very intuitive with how the world feels with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if something feels, in other words, I don't do the resistance game. Okay. I don't push anything. Okay. I'm sort of like floating in energy. And I think that's one of the main things that in curing anxiety for people is the resistance. You have it's to stop huge. the resistance because that's what causes the panic attacks. I spent so much time resisting my depression and sadness, which is why I was drinking mm. because I was numbing the feeling, but then creating an addiction. Yeah. And then it's like, well, that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> now and you're it making makes you two layers. Worse. Yeah. Now it's two layers I got to fight through. Mm-hmm. Now I got to fight through the root of the problem, the sadness it created and the addiction I've built on top of that, yeah. it's like you're literally just piling on dirt in yeah. this grave. Yeah. And so that's why I say it's more about the feeling for me. What What's making me drink? Yeah. Why don't I attack that? People ask me like tips to meditate. I always say meditation for me is not sitting and blanking your mind or picturing a lotus. <laughs> I think of it as a, 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 a fish tank. Each fish is a story that's bothering the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't stop obsessively thinking about this fish. Okay. And we all have tons of fish floating. Mm-hmm. That thing with your mom, that thing with your dad, that ex, yeah. you know, your body, whatever the hell. Yeah. Pick a fish. <laughs> that's what I do every time I meditate. And I you pick, pick a fish. fish. I sit with that fish in my journal and I say, what did you come in to tell me? Yeah. What's our relationship? Let's work it out. Let's mm-hmm. figure it out. And you sit and listen to, to the I answers talk to that, that come fish. to you. <laughs> until you write it on out. And there's the only way out is through. Mm. That's really all it is. The only way out is through. I have to sit with all those fish. And that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Once you start working through a first couple of fish, sometimes the other ones go away because it's all connected. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, true. So when... So as far as you looking into 2019, mm-hmm. how so how are you looking at it? So you I'm do not. have to <laughs> because you have tours coming up. Mm-hmm. Are you doing activation tour again this year? No, you're not. We're done. You're done with it. Yeah. And for, for good. Mm-hmm. Now that's a shame because I just knew I was gonna finally get to get on one. But you know why we're done with it? Why? Because we didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Y'all were over it. Not even over it on some, like, I'm over this. Like, yeah. tired. It was like, we felt that the mission we had with it, three years, it expired. It expired. Sometimes you push things because it's successful. Yeah. It was getting bigger. We had more sponsors. We yeah. had more attention. And then mm-hmm. you feel like you start going. And then what always happens? People burn out. <laughs> friendships break. Yeah. The tour starts getting whack. We yeah. were like... How do you feel about another year? We all collectively felt like we had can't, we had done and accomplished the work that God had set out for us to do. Mm, okay. And we're not going to go past that. Does that mean we're done working? No. no. It's time to reconfigure and see what the new iteration of that feeling is. But that feeling of that tour, we were done. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you ain't looking into nothing into 2019. 
No, I'm, I'm just trying to get into Fran's headspace. I focus on the day. You just focus on the day. I focus on the day. I had a great day today. I fixed the shoes in my closet. So if an <laughs> idea comes to you next week, oh, maybe I should do this and we plan for it. And I'll there's plan room and then for there's it because I'm not sitting here piling on the other 10 right. things that I said the year had to be. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this tour idea came? Because I had done one stop in Dominican Republic and the girls... After the last day, we were leaving and we said, we don't want this tour to just end where it's like, bye, have yeah. a good life, you know, figure out the trauma. Thanks for coming to my stop. <laughs> After you done brought up all After the trauma. After you brought up all this shit to the surface, now you tell them bye yeah. and they get on a flight to go cry in their rooms by themselves. Yep. We wanted to support them beyond that tour stop. Mm-hmm. We asked, what do we do beyond this? How can we be a support system? And they were like, can you come to our cities? Mm, okay. That's how it started. Imagine if I had had all these plans, yeah. I would not have been able to make room for that question to come in and make room for that to actually pan out. You got me one. I'm taking down all these fucking No, places. no, don't. I'm taking them the fuck down. Don't take them okay. down. <laughs> I'm taking these shits down. Because, like, I just, I feel like I have to, like, reroute and do everything all over again. I don't even think that. You know what I would say? Right next to each of those, like let's say I'm gonna—I don't want to like tell people what you wrote. <laughs> just say one of them that I can say. Um, you can say the five K one. The five K listens per week. Why not write another one next to it that would say, "What would that five K listens per week make you feel?" Mm-hmm. Why do you need five K listens? What mm-hmm. are you looking for? And why do I need it? That's what, what are you I'm looking for? for. That's what I'm now. What's when the I'm, feeling when you're that you saying think that five K is gonna yeah. give you? Yeah, because we are at 100 and we still be like, we need 200. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. Once we get to 200, well, you guys, so-and-so is at 400. So yeah, it's never going to end. Yeah. I just don't want you in that matrix mm-hmm. because it never ends. You write that 5K, then for January, you're going to write 10K. Mm-hmm. And what happens? You're not in your joy. <laughs> you're not you're in con- your I'm vortex. Constantly, yeah, I'm not, in the, I'm not in the vortex. That's why I try not to focus on the thing. I focus on the feeling. I think the 5K, which you want to feel, is supported. Yeah. You want to feel amplified. You Mm want to feel like when you sit at this microphone that you're connected, that people feel you. Mm -hmm. That's what you would write next to the 5K listens. I want to feel supported. I want to feel like I'm doing great work. Mm -hmm. I want to feel like people understand me. I want people to feel understood. I want to feel a community. I want to feel connected. I want opportunities to come from that energy. That makes way for 10, 15, 20, 20. 30K, and you're not putting the pressure of you refreshing how this episode did to see if Girl, it got seven. When I tell you, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be refreshing, like, mm, that shit still sitting your mind on yourself. Like, I'm no like, way. Dang. Or then I'll just like go through and be like, okay, so this episode worked better. I got. 800 for this one, but I only got 500 for like what didn't work, you know what I mean? So it's just driving me. And crazy. then you start, I think what I what made me realize that wasn't gonna work for me, there were episodes that mean so much to me, and then and, <laughs> and then the episodes where I was like fucking off because I just maybe just was tired and didn't really have the time to do hella yep. research. Are the ones that people like, yeah, that was so good, I needed that, and I'm like, how disrespectful. <laughs> All the work that I put yeah, in for the other ones, yeah. and this is Real the talk. one you have fun on. Real talk. That's so I true. learned to stop tying the validation I was looking for in it and just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to be listening more to Abraham. 
Abraham is everything. I really want to go to like one of her um like her workshops. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, I really been would love that. to because she be like answering everyone's questions. Yeah. <laughs> like gets up and she takes her time with them. Right. So I do really want to try that. But yeah, I'm gonna try to not even try. I'm going to getting this feeling. It's just really hard for me with the with the chronic anxiety. And it's hard for people who, you know, suffer with depression. And you have. So yeah, you know. Yeah. It's just hard when you're like in that transition to to see past it. To see past it and just stay in that feeling. Um and what you're saying is so when you do get in that feeling of depression modes or anything like that, it's like you just laugh at it. And it's like I'm not resisting it. And I'm depression just- at this point for me, and I don't want to disrespect anyone listening and what their relationship with their depression is, but for me, for Fran, mm-hmm. depression is my friend at this point. Yeah. If it's part of who I am mm-hmm. and how my body is wired and how it's chemically uh, what is created or cultivated chemically because of what I've been through, I welcome it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come sit, my old friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they say hello again, yep. old friend. And there's a guy who um, I, I would talk to him. He went through the whole depersonalization thing. And that was what he would tell me is to welcome it. Welcome it. Yeah. He would sit say, you got to welcome it. You know how many times I've been sad? Like this week, um, my back, you know, I've been having some issues with my spine mm-hmm. from all the travel. I have like inflammation at the base and I haven't been feeling too good on a physical level, which, mm-hmm. you know, once that starts, it yeah, starts kind of snowballing. Mm-hmm. And I sat with myself and I was literally, I was like, man, if anyone saw me, they would be like, Fran needs help. <laughs> I was talking to my spine. Really? I was on the floor in my living room, rubbing my back. And I was like, what is it? Talk mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like we're in partnership yeah you know I can't do this without you and I'm here to support you as much as you're here to support me so what is it and I like get quiet and try to see if something comes in some mm-hmm. kind of information because mm-hmm. I make room for it I like call it in I'm like talk to me yeah yeah and people might think that that is the most I think absurd, that, that is no I it's think really, it's great you know what it does it creates this sweetness between you and your body where your body literally feels supported yeah it feels like she wants us to feel better so that we could go about our day mm-hmm. which at the end of the day is the goal every day yeah and I do I I, I, I think that that we and our bodies are very much in that that relationship that we have with our bodies is important. It's super um, important. It's so because I've researched that you know certain people like especially like with women with breast cancer, a lot of people would say that it's because a lot of women carry their emotions and their feelings and stress in their breast. The grief and the grief and hurt yeah. and the pain and the loss, and not necessarily loss and grief of of, of someone passing away. There's other losses that people can have in their lives. It's true. And when I was reading that, then I got scared over that shit. Like, oh God, oh God, <laughs> I've suffered so much loss. I don't want to No, but get it's sick. so bugged out yeah. how that works. And I know that might be like a little too floaty, floaty for some yeah, people, so but much. the it reality is my ailment when I was 25 was my kidney. Mm-hmm. And I remember the doctors were like, well, what's, you know, or not doctors, they don't care. But people around me that were into medicine were like, well, what are you eating? And mm-hmm. they like were looking at my diet. The diet was fine. Mm-hmm. I, you know, had to eliminate a couple of things so my digestion could be more easeful. Mm-hmm. Like I di- removed meat and things that at that mm-hmm. time I just couldn't process. Mm-hmm. For the most part, my diet was fine. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started thinking, well, maybe it's not diet. Maybe it's my mind. Not so much that I created this, but more so that I wasn't letting an energy out that mm-hmm. needed to come out. And mm-hmm. so it got stuck it's, somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
when I started researching the spiritual meaning of kidney ailments, I cried because it literally went straight to what my personal wound in life was, was. and is lack of support from your parents. Really? You can look it up. Kidney ailment, spiritual connection has to do with feeling a lack of support. Mm. And now both of my parents were not in my life on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. They they didn't have the bandwidth because they hadn't dealt with their own shit. And so they didn't know how to deal with me. So they kind of were hands off. And I was very much by myself in the things I was processing. So much happened to me as a kid that my parents just were not available for mentally. Mm-hmm. That's then what happens. My kidney manifest that feeling yeah. why because i didn't sit in the feeling i didn't dissect it i didn't process it mm-hmm. i just let it be yeah and so i remember thinking like oh my god that's so crazy you know yeah. and it's hard to tell people that like no. oh well your kidneys because your parents didn't support you they'll be like All right, i know girl. and it's just that that's the thing that that's why i just you know and i always want to talk about it all the time so that it starts to sound normal to people when yeah. they the more that they listen because your grief um, is your grief, somewhere. everything it manifests itself in your body physically somehow some shape or form like we we do manifest these pains, these sicknesses, and it comes from you know you could catch a cold, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? But ultimately, if you do stay in that good feeling space, a lot of times your immune system is so much more stronger. I haven't had a cold in ten years. Yeah, people do not believe that. <laughs> yeah, you no. will not see me sick. And if I'm sick, happen. it's more <laughs> it's from exhaustion of like me overdoing in my schedule. But mm-hmm. you don't see me sick. Yeah. I don't get sick and knock on wood because then God be like, you sure about that? <laughs> no, but, but you it's do. I you tend, I tend to my emotions. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more important than the health of my mind, my body, my emotions. I am, I prioritize myself so much mm-hmm. to the point that some people are like, oh my God, friends, so annoying when it comes to wellness stuff where, you know, I go somewhere, do you drink? I don't. It's not a disrespect or a judgment mm-hmm. call on you, but I don't because I know what alcohol does to me. Yeah. I know what I used it for. Yeah. I abused it. I do not have a good relationship with it. So I know that I have to just kind of like not make it a part of my reality. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There mm-hmm. are things that you have to just do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm totally okay with that. And I think the biggest thing of creating those boundaries in your life is how people react to it. Because then they yeah. think that you're like, Oh, now she's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, anybody that talks about being, being vegan, especially black folks, we'd be like, nobody got time so for that crazy. shit. I really a personally would love to try it. that doesn't drink and is abstinent from sex and not dating. No, you ain't like, having no fun. They like, you ain't having no fun. they like, you ain't having no fun, is you? I saw a tweet the other day that had me dead. Somebody was like, so y'all just going through life? Without drugs <laughs> or liquor, you just raw dog in reality. And I'm like, that is hilarious. But I am. Yeah, just I'm raw so sober. It. But because of that sobriety, I'm able to process things yeah. with more ease. Because when it hits, it hits. I have mm-hmm. no choice. I can't run to a bottle. I can't run to drugs. I buy, you know, intentionally, obviously, because yeah. I want to learn to face shit head on. And do you think you'll ever have a drink again? Sure. Why not? Maybe. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. want to be that person that's like, never, never again. Yeah, I've yeah. learned that life is going to take me where it needs to. Mm-hmm. This version of Fran that I'm in now, because mm-hmm. there's so many different versions, does not need that. Okay. Well, I like seriously learned a whole lot. Oh, that makes me happy. This is I fun. Did. It was. Yeah. I loved it. And I am going to adjust my post-it. My post-it. <laughs> 
and let to... me know once you adjust it. Yeah, let I am. me know how that feels. I am. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm gonna definitely adjust the post its, and I, but I just think that because I'm just I love manifestation. Like I was saying, yeah, I do have a, I have a good relationship with it, but sometimes it's a love hate because things don't. Um, the big things don't happen. And I think that's what I need to let go and detach myself from those things and just keep the feelings that I would have. Don't like, fixate on the thing. Yeah. Fixate on how the thing the makes, makes you, you feel. feel. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope folks learned. I hope y'all learned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope folks learned because I really did. Thanks so much Thank for coming you. to the Anxiety so Zone. Glad. Thank you for having me. You made it. I did. I appreciate it. And I'll put all your information so people can reach Please out to you. Please do. I do you just, that. Do you still do your Twitter too? Yeah, I'm okay. a hey friend, hey across the board, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, even Tumblr. I still have my Tumblr. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I do. I'm never oh going to take God. it down. That's like where it all started for me, you know? So it's a lot of history there. Um, but yeah, you can find me. Even my YouTube is still up. Yeah, like, that find... definitely is still up. Yeah, you, you don't post find... videos though on that. No, anymore. I stopped about two years ago. Okay. Yeah, so same thing. Feeling. It oh, was okay. like, I think I did what I had to do. Does that mean I'm never coming back? I can't say that, but mm-hmm. I just, for now, I just didn't feel like. Yeah, I was the energy wasn't there for well, me. Well, it's so much, it's enough content on there to be, you know, to last. Yeah, time, I mean, I really. did it for a couple of years, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of videos up. And the friend zone, you can catch the friend zone on yes, Wednesdays. Yes, the friend zone drops every Wednesday at every 8 a.m. on the dot. You're so good. I know. I, I drop on Wednesday, and then what happens? The Thursday <laughs> comes, Thursday morning. I'll be like, I'm late, y'all. <laughs> Well, I know people like to hear it on their commutes. Yeah. You know, and I think once people know there's a set day and time, mm-hmm. they look forward to it. You know, yeah, they, true. they like create a relationship with that schedule. So I, I like need to, to get that. on that. Yeah. I need to do better with that. It's nice. But it's it just it's me doing all the editing, everything for I mean, myself. That's a lot, so it's a lot. Though. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a fucking lot. That is a lot. So I'd be like, oh. Well, they're going to get it when they get it. <laughs> and that's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's they fair. Get it when they get it's it. how you feel. <laughs> exactly. So, but yes. So, Friend Zone drops every every Wednesday morning at mm-hmm. 8. 8 a.m. And I'll put all the other stuff in there for everybody to find you. Thanks. I'm sure they'll love you right on up. I appreciate that. I'm so happy. And come back to the little girl anytime you want Anytime. To. You tell me. I will. Thank you, boo. Thank you. Well, since we're all now in the in the mood to uh, manifest our very best lives and also to manifest just good feelings all across the board, um, I thought we'd do some affirmations about um, getting into those feelings so that we can stay in a higher frequency, stay in that vortex, um, and just live abundant, happy lives. So we'll start with, I am willing to believe that I am the creator of my life experience. I am willing to believe that I am the creator of my life experience. I am willing to believe that by raising my vibration, I will attract more of what I desire. I am willing to believe that by raising my vibration, I will attract more of what I desire. I am willing to believe that by focusing on feeling good, I make better choices that lead to desired results. I am willing to believe that by focusing on feeling good, I make better choices that lead to desired results. I am worthy of love, abundance, success, happiness, and fulfillment. I am worthy of love, abundance, success, happiness, and fulfillment.
Guys, I hope that this episode has really opened your eyes to um, putting you on a path, um, maybe to manifest your best abundant life. It's all about the feelings, y'all. Let's all make it our business to, to get up in those higher vibrations and just feel good every day, no matter what. All right. I ain't going to hold y'all. I ain't going to let y'all hold me. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.